Very honored to go to our Auburn Bank phone line right now and bring on a longtime friend of the show, someone who used to call this show home, uh, and that is Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, who joins us now. Greetings, Andy. We hope that you had a very Merry Christmas and uh, are looking forward to the new year. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a great uh, great Christmas, was uh, with family in Huntsville, and we were able to get out of there about an hour before the snowstorm hit, and we're able to get back to Auburn and uh, then get then come in and prep a little bit for today's ball game yesterday. And I talk to you from courtside at Neville Arena as we speak. So you're ready for tonight's game against this Florida Gator squad and Auburn yeah. set to open up SEC competition. Uh, what's the vibe? What's the pulse of this team like, Andy, knowing that, uh, all right, now it's league play. Now it's time to get yeah. serious. I think it helped Auburn that, that it played two Pac-12 teams before a very short Christmas break. I mean, these guys got back to Auburn on the 26th and, uh, and, and flew out uh, the day after the Washington game and would love to have that USC game back. The 23 turnovers just killed Auburn that day. And then Auburn had 11 turnovers in the first half, but led at halftime against Washington and then put together easily its best half of basketball against Washington in the second half in Seattle. So I think Auburn brings a little bit of momentum in, but now it's, it's, you know, it's the, the, the conference, the, the non-conference season, other than the West Virginia game next month in the SEC pack or Big 12 challenge. Now it's SEC play. And there is no team that has beaten Auburn better and more consistently than the team that Auburn faces tonight. And that's the Florida Gators who have won three of the last four against Auburn. We know that Auburn hasn't won in Gainesville since 1991. Um, and this is the last team to beat Auburn here at Neville Arena. The Tigers bring a 25-game win streak into tonight's game, 25-game home winning streak into tonight's game against Florida. And yet it's a Florida team that has a brand-new coach, a man that's very familiar with this Auburn program in Todd Golden leading the way. But there have been multiple coaching changes over the years at Florida, and yet it's always felt like they've been able to have Auburn's number uh, on the hardwood, Andy, right? Well, Auburn will face the last two Florida coaches in the first two games of the SEC schedule. Todd Golden, the brand-new head coach for the Gators tonight, and then Mike White, who left Florida to go to Georgia next Wednesday. So... You get a lot of flavor of that. And, uh, yeah, this is a team that has just played very, very well against Auburn. Um, and, and Auburn will have to play well tonight. Uh, take the 7-5 take the and five record for Florida out. Uh, this is a good team and a guy that, that Auburn really has had trouble stopping. Even when Auburn has won against Florida, Colin Castleton has gone off against the Tigers. Auburn has not stopped this guy yet. And he comes in averaging 15.8 points, 7.6 rebounds, and 3.6 blocks per ball game. He is a force underneath for the Florida Gators, to be sure. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting in Neville Arena tonight, Andy, knowing that school's not necessarily back in session, uh, but it is a big SEC game? Well, if you don't have a ticket, you're, you better go to the secondary market because it's a sellout. Uh, in spite of the fact that the students are not back, and they're, they're inviting everyone with standing room only tickets for tonight's game to fill in the, the bleachers behind me, the, the jungle. But this is an incredibly hard ticket to find for tonight's game. Regardless if the students are here or not, it's the start of Southeastern Conference play. And um, I, I, I know that tickets have been hard to come by. I've had plenty of folks ask me about tickets to this game. And no, I don't have any. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll answer that for you. But I expect it to be 
a very, very good atmosphere. Weather's terrific. It's not that will not be a factor tonight. I expect it to be rocking here at Neville Arena tonight. You alluded to being in Washington, Andy, but of course that West Coast trip for Auburn, the, the last couple of games Auburn played before SEC play does start tonight. What did you learn about the Tigers, both in a close loss to USC and a punishing victory against Washington? Well, we this team does not win when it turns the ball over. And the two losses that it has, turnovers have been a factor. It happened against Memphis and Atlanta, and it happened against USC in Los Angeles. And there was a stretch in the second half of that game in Los Angeles where Auburn made five straight trips down the floor and not only turned the ball over, guys, but also did not get off a shot. So it was a completely empty possession five straight times down the floor when, when USC was, was, was kind of establishing itself in that ballgame. So, so Auburn has to take care of the basketball, and we've seen Auburn do that this season, and it will need to do that against a Florida team that doesn't turn the ball over hardly at all. 11 and a half turnovers a ballgame. So that is something that, that has to happen for Auburn tonight. I saw Auburn get into a rhythm second half shooting the basketball against Washington. I think we saw a glimpse of what this team is capable of. Now, will Auburn face better competition than Washington almost game in and game out in the SEC? Most assuredly it will. But it was good to see that Auburn team put things together in the second half against Washington and hopefully it gives that team it gives this team some confidence starting SEC play tonight. And Andy, you mentioned it a little bit there, but I want to get your take on what you've seen now as a whole from the SEC so far. And I know it can be a little bit difficult to judge some non-conference, and you got to see uh, some of these conference teams that maybe have inflated records that, that maybe played some weaker competition in the non-conference. But what do you think of this league as a whole and, and the difficulties Auburn will face in it? I think it's a very good league this year. I think we have not seen a lot of teams jump out of – league against power five schools yet auburn's win against washington and its win against st louis i think are two of the better non-conference wins for the southeastern conference the best win without question is alabama's win at then number one houston and that alabama team is very strong as is arkansas as is tennessee kentucky is kentucky they typically play a very tough non-conference schedule i'm not sure we've seen them at their best yet and, and then, you know, you've got the Ole Misses and the Mississippi States of the world that have probably not played the toughest of schedules that have won a lot of games. So you can't just discount them because they haven't played a really tough non-conference schedule yet. They're both under the direction of new head coaches. They've both won a lot of games in the non-conference. And it's going to be very interesting to see because everything starts tonight, guys. I mean, it's the games that really count starting tonight across the league. The voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, is here with us on Sports Call. You can follow him on Twitter at aburcham04. As we shift gears a little bit, we talk about the football squad uh, with new head coach Hugh Freeze. Signing day has come and gone, and boy, oh boy, it seemed like that uh, that coaching staff, Andy, was really able to pick up a lot of momentum in putting a top class together. It was really an incredible thing to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, com- compared to the to the last two years. Auburn's early signing period was by far the best that we've seen in quite some time. And Auburn wasn't afraid to go out and get some kids that had committed elsewhere. Auburn, you know, flipped several on, on signing day. And that was a that was big news for Auburn. And it's not over. Uh, there is the late signing period. I know this team continues 
to look at the transfer portal. Probably another quarterback out there. We'll have to wait and see how how that takes place. Uh, but I I thought for Hugh Freeze to do what he did in a two week span from the time that he was signed as as Auburn's head coach and to put that staff together while he was out recruiting, I thought it was incredibly impressive. And I can't wait to see what his recruiting class is like next year when he has a full year here, uh, considering what he did in about two weeks to get that class into a top 20 class this year. Marcus Davis set to be the new wide receiver coach for Auburn, also on the staff uh, retaining Cadillac Williams and Zach Etheridge. When Auburn football is able to have former players turn coaches in those recruiting roles, Andy, what does that mean? Well, for one, they they weren't just signed on because they're former Auburn players. I think that that has a factor. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. But I think what it says is that these guys are solid coaches and they're very good recruiters. And, you know, Zach Etheridge, I think, has established himself as a very good secondary coach. He will now get some help from Wesley McGriff, a crime dog back at Auburn for the, for the third time as, as an Auburn assistant coach. Yeah. I think Cadillac, I think it was a, a foregone conclusion that Cadillac was going to be on this staff. And I'm glad to see Marcus come back. Uh, he, was, he was one of my favorite players and then a guy that was uh, on, uh, on the staff and then off the field capacity. I really like him. I love what he's done with his very short career as a full-time assistant coach, and I look forward to see what he's going to do for the Auburn Tigers as well. Andy, we saw some NFL news a little bit earlier. Jarrett Stidham set to be named the starting that? quarterback for the Raiders. Yeah, first career start. A great 2017 season that he had uh, with the Auburn Tigers, but uh, there's not Cam Newton walking around NFL locker rooms anymore, so it's going to be fun on Sunday to have an NFL starting quarterback that's an Auburn Tiger out there. And I'm glad for Jarrett. I think what, what Jarrett did at Auburn was terrific, um, and he's now going to get his chance as a starting quarterback with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, taking over for Derek Carr, and I hope it goes very well for him. You know, he he plays alongside Daniel Carlson, who just, the fact that he's not in the Pro Bowl just astounds me, uh, considering the numbers that he put up this season. He was one of, if not the best place kickers in the NFL this year. Uh, But but I hope it goes well for Jerry. You know, someone that, that has... You know, was was terrific in his two years as an Auburn starting quarterback, and has hung around the NFL and is now getting his shot. And I hope it goes very well for for, for Jarrett for these last two games as uh, as the Raiders starting quarterback. Yeah, we'll be following along for sure to see how yeah. that takes place. All right, so as the calendar gets set to turn to 2023, that means baseball season is right around the corner as well. Seems like Auburn baseball already sold out of season tickets. They've got new seats coming to the ballpark. Feels like we're going to be at Plainsman Park before we know it, Andy. Well, we will. Uh, about a week, about a month and a half is when we'll be at Plainsman Park. Man. Uh, the, the, yeah, the season starts in mid-February in the midst of an SEC basketball schedule and hopefully a, a deep run in the uh, NCAA tournament for both the Auburn men and women. Let's not forget what Coach Jay has done with this team that, no that doubt. continues to get better and better. And I know Britt will have the call as the Tigers open up at a very tough Ole Miss tomorrow night. Uh, but, but I like what I've seen from that team in the last, well, I guess since it went to Las Vegas and played and played very well against a really good Indiana team and then beat Colorado State and has really played well since then. So uh, let's hope that 
that both of these teams are making deep postseason runs in the midst of an Auburn baseball season trying to follow up that trip to the College World Series of a year ago. And another year of Mickey Dean leading that softball program, Andy, and tons of momentum with that sport right around the corner as well. And I think Auburn will be as talented as they've been at Jamie Moore Field for quite some time. Uh, And this is is Mickey Dean's team now. I mean, these are his players. Uh, He has a chance to put together a terrific year for this Auburn softball. Listen, I mean, you take a look at the sports that Auburn has coming up. Uh, a lot of a lot of excitement about Leroy Burrell and what he will do for this track team in the indoor season, the outdoor season, and how he he continues to recruit there. Both of the tennis teams were terrific a year ago. The women, a Sweet 16 team a year ago. The men in the NCAA tournament for the first time in quite some time. Both of these golf teams, the women, of course, a Final Four team a year ago. Auburn's men have already been ranked number one in the country through the fall season. And boy, I mean, have put together a very, very good season. Auburn's equestrian team is a national power year in and year out. And this swim team with Ryan Wakamurka continues to get better and better and recruits better and better. And if I've left anyone out, I apologize. But this is going to be a very exciting. And then, then of course, gymnastics starts. And that's a Final Four team from a year ago to last year for Suni Lee and Darian Goborn. Uh, here at Neville Arena. So let me tell you what, there is there are great reasons to be excited about athletics for Auburn uh, for for this for the start of this 2023 calendar year. That's why we got to bring it up because it's New Year's resolution time. We're looking at what the year ahead could be like for Auburn athletics. Uh, we mentioned a new athletic director, John Cohen, set to start his first full year in charge. I know facilities is something that everyone loves to talk about. Andy, there's the brand new football facility. We were talking softball. I think there's a new playing surface out there at Jane B. Moorefield, and it seems like that's uh, in the forefront of what Auburn wants to accomplish is continuing to be up to speed in terms of their facilities across campus well john cohen talked about it in his introductory press conference and, and listen w- look what he did at mississippi state with facilities there uh and hopefully he'll be able to do the same thing and even more at auburn i mean he built an absolute palace at duty noble field no kidding uh, and we all know that the, the, the that plainsman park uh needs enhancements it's a beautiful playing surface as good a playing surface as you're going to find but it needs it needs premium seating. It needs unique seating, like seating on top of the performance center. The the talk of of, of seating on top of uh, uh, of the monster in left. Uh, perhaps some suites down the right field line. So yeah, it's it's very very exciting time, and it's a very busy time for John Cohen uh, to get out. And listen, when when you talk facilities, you also have to talk money. I mean, you you need the money to pledge to the athletic department to put in these types of, uh, of facilities. And who knows what's going to happen at Jordan-Hare Stadium. I think we will see enhancements at Jordan-Hare Stadium in the years to come. So uh, a very, very exciting time with, with in a lot of regards and Auburn to be sure. Well, Andy, as we wrap up our conversation here today, just want to say thank you so much for all the chats we've been able to have over the years. It's been so much fun uh, doing the sports call show and having you be on a guest here. And looking forward to hearing you on this very program as we move forward into a new year of sports call. And uh, just wanted to say thank you once again for all the chats we've had, my friend. Well, JJ, I wish you nothing but the best as as you move on. Um, You've done a terrific job with the program that that I was a part of in, in its infancy. 
many, many years ago, and uh, I, I appreciate the work that you've done. I look forward to the work that you'll continue to do uh, for, for Auburn Athletics, uh, and I wish you nothing but the best. And, and I, say you publi- I say to you publicly, congratulations, my friend. Thank you very much, Andy. That means a lot. All right, uh, you got to get focused. I know that they were shooting a little bit ago. We could hear it in the background. And, uh, uh, folks, I don't know that that was Andy Burcham working on his jump shot just yet. It was not. Uh, but, there's but, no, there's, <laughs> there is no reason for me to work on my jump shot. <laughs> Uh, but you, you're, you, what time are you go on the air tonight, Andy? What are the broadcast details we need to be aware of? Yeah, a reminder that tonight's game is a 6 o'clock start. Okay. So we're on the air at 5.30 on the Auburn Sports Network. Perfect. FM Talk 93.9 here in the area. Andy, thanks so much. We'll talk again soon, okay? My pleasure, guys. Have a happy new year.